Oh, back at it again. But it's not Wednesday. It's Thursday, my dudes. <laughs> What's poppin'? All right, guys. This is uh, season three of um, Weebcast. We've been at it for how many months now? I've lost track. I think ever since quarantine started, that's you know that's when we did this I thing. Mean, we, now. we did twelve episodes of Tower of God and like thirteen of ReZero, so that's like six months now. So yeah, time long flies. ass time. time it flies. really does. One of the few things we've been able to keep up that and. <laughs> another nightly activity but anyways um so hopefully we... we've improved at least a little bit in the past six months we've what have we done so far we've added intro and outro music that was a huge step um we we started recording on zencaster instead of straight on anchor hopefully that helped a little with the sort of audio levels and now season three biggest change yet we got these beefy ass microphones from blue the yeti line man yeah this this cost a lot yeah all right so just a visualization for those of you who can't see this which i guess is all the viewers or listeners but the mic is as long as a an ordinary human's face and i don't mean a child's face i mean an ordinary adult mm, that's true it, it's shaped like a pill, but times that by 50. Big ass pill. Exactly. But how, yeah, how much mean, did this cost us? <laughs> all right. So I, I'm unashamedly going to admit that we are each now $130 poorer. And that's without taxes or shipping and handling. Luckily, Best Buy doesn't do shipping. So it was only taxes. That was so free. Yeah. yeah, and it gave us a um, 8x8 photo book or $25 credit on Shutterstock, so honestly not terrible. But like Austin said earlier in the pre-show, it's an investment for us. We're, we're doing it for ourselves and to make the best quality podcast that we can. Not for you guys. We don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's just so I can hear him better. He can hear me better. And but now it's like every time I drink my water, I gotta go out of the mics like field of of a gain and just kind of like sip it over here. Otherwise, it's just gonna record record everything. No, I can still hear it, man. You know, you can mute yourself on ZenCaster. Just oh, do that. oh, wait, I can mute myself with the mic too. Hold on, watch this. Ready? Oh yeah. For for those of you listening, my, Max is moving his mouth. Presumably he's talking and I can't hear him. Okay, okay, noted. So now you will never hear any more gurgling uh, or um, unscrewing of caps or clicking of pens. Dang, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, wait, you try it. You just you click the button and then it goes from a solid red light to a flashing red light. Yeah, no, I can't hear you. You're clapping. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, as the time, uh, okay, interesting thought before we go on. So I watched this YouTube video, I think a month, a month back, where they were like, "How do you get good at something?" And then they were like, "Well, you don't do different things every day. You do the same thing every single day." And they were the guy was talking about how he was going to draw like an ostrich every day, 
And then by day one, you know, he's terrible at drawing the ostrich. And then by like day 10, you know, he roughly has an idea of how to draw the ostrich. Like he knows some shortcuts with like, you know, the foot, he kind of knows the anatomy. He doesn't have to look at the reference picture again, but like day 40, he's like drawn the ostrich so many times that he's so good at it. But then he's realized that in drawing the ostrich, he can make stuff out of it. So he started making cartoons with the ostrich and then he started adding text to the cartoons to the ostrich so it's like only by doing do you realize the things that you need to continue the journey so it's like if we had never started the podcast then we would never know what lay uh, what lay in the road ahead such as Zencaster or a, a better mic which who knows where this may lead i mean we honestly may start singing like we're, we're about no to joke. hop into we're gonna rent a studio next <laughs> exactly so but yeah i mean just interesting thought so you just got to do the same thing over and over despite it being boring because that's the only way you're gonna become a master at it yeah i was like where are you going with this story i was about to say like damn what a waste of time drawing an ostrich every single day for like 50 days but then you 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 got it at the end there (laughs) it was a stretch it was a stretch but yeah, anyway, season three of Weebcast. So quick recap, we did Tower of Gods for our first season. Last season we did ReZero, and here we are. Season three, drum roll. Boom, Higurashi. What's the Higurashi name? Yeah, I was just about to say it. Higurashi no Kaku Koro Mi. 2020. Ooh, okay. No idea what that that's means. a mouthful. Nope. Indeed. Well, I I assume it means when they cry, but that's just because oh. I know the English name. Right. Okay. Fair. Fair. Okay. So, but for future reference, we will refer to it as Higurashi and just continue on from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, this is a remake of a sh- of I think it was originally like a visual novel. Is that what it's called? Like the the one that you play on your computer, a visual novel? Sure. Um, but anyways, yeah. They made an anime of it in, I think, like 2006. Yeah. And I watched that original one. Max did not. And now they're remaking it in 2020. And so hopefully we can give you a interesting perspective here with one of us having watched it before and one of us not. Yeah, and then just one last thing. Apparently, this is a cult classic. So, you know, I was initially just like, eh. I mean, I just saw the art, and I was like, mm, you know, five-year-olds running around. And then I was like, yeah, all right. I guess I guess we'll give it a shot. But then I read the comment section, and everybody seems to enjoy it. So I'm going to reserve judgment and, yeah, just let the story play out. So, Yeah, so this said, week... Yeah, this week was actually episode two. We, yeah, last week was episode one, but I think we were both busy with work and waiting for our mic to come in. So we just took took last week off. This week we'll talk about episode one a little bit, but not too much because we probably don't remember it all that well. And then we'll focus most of our time on episode two. Oh, don't worry. I, I remember. Oh, yeah. One. It's it scarred yeah. me. To were, were you traumatized a little bit? Yes, I had to. I had to watch episode one in two chunks because I couldn't keep watching because it was so late at night and my roommate wasn't here because he went to like Colorado or something. And I was home alone, and it was it was horrifying. Anyways, 
Yeah, so what are your initial thoughts of either episode one or just kind of the series as a whole? Sure, uh, let's just, uh, just for simplicity's sake, let's just start for only episode one and then and then we'll move on to episode two. Episode one, yeah. honestly, I really disliked the the fact that all the kids were so chibi. I don't think, I don't think, um, I can't remember the last time I saw a show where the people weren't at least like teenagers or whatever. I guess the, the youngest one was maybe Kirito in SAO. He's like what, 13 or something. I don't know. Look, he could be 18. Anyways, at first I was like, Oh, where is, where is this going? And then, and then I see the opening scene where he's like hacking somebody to death. And I'm like, okay, great. That's it. Yeah. And then, I mean, eventually I, I feel like his common trend is just going to be for the most part, they're just living life and it's like all, you know, chibi. And then they just suddenly it gets really dark. And then those moments scare me a lot. And then I feel like that's just going to repeat itself, but we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I will say that the art style is a little bit different than, the 2006 one. So I'll, I'll just refer to that as the original one from now on. But yeah, like in this one, like you said, it's very chibi, like round and bright and shiny, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Whereas yeah. the old one was more like kind of flat colors, sharper angles. And I felt like that one kind of matched the tone a little bit better. Cause like you said, it is kind of bright and the slice of lifey at the surface level, but you know, kind of something darker is happening behind the scenes. And yeah. I think in this remake, it's like a lot more contrast, like between the art style versus that dark undertone. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like I would like the other one better, but I guess at the same time, I guess I see where they're going in trying to make, cause every single time that sky turns a different color, you can clearly tell that something is about to happen. And then, you know, or like when their face is in the shadow and it's like dark. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm now curious what the 2006 one looked like, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's just like the art. I, I will say also say the animation, it, it, it feels like a lot of times they have like the still image as the background. And the only thing that's moving in the frame is the character. And you can kind of see that the character is like more clear than the background. So mm. it's, uh, it's just, a, it's like, I don't really like it too much, but I'm just going to watch for the story. So. Yeah. I, I have seen other shows children. like that where it's like the background is almost like pastel and like super different. And in that case, you're like, ah, oh, it's, you know, kind of intentional that the background is so different from the forefront characters. And yeah, this one's like close enough. Did they, kind of skimp on the background art or maybe they're just going for like a, a bokeh look yeah exactly who knows but i mean we'll pay attention for the next episode well i guess i'll just react to the episode two too um i felt like in episode one my biggest concern was that it would just be mindless killing and like mindless violence but i was relieved to see in episode two at the beginning at least where they were going to introduce like a supernatural component to it all which makes Mm -hmm. me feel better because it's not like oh you know he's just killing her because he cheated on her with this other five-year-old or whatever but it's actually like oh this person's been here for a 100 years already and they already know what's going to happen and they're way more mature than they look and i'm i was relieved so yeah 
Yeah, I'm almost getting some like uh, Steinsgate vibes here. Like they're they're going through their daily lives, and but kind of one person here being this one being the the blue hair girl, Reina. Reina, I think so. Anyways, yeah, she's apparently been looping through this timeline for like you said, a hundred years. So interesting stuff. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, she definitely didn't act like she knew. It seemed like throughout the episode, she was just you know, happy-go-lucky five-year-old. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we we will see. Did anything happen in the first episode that stood out to you? We talked about the the very first scene, just him bashing their heads with a baseball bat. That was, that, uh, you know, set the tone right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought another just interesting scene was the one where he interacted with the photographer guy and then he was just like, hey, he's missing a limb. And then he's like, see ya. <laughs> so good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then that. anytime he anytime he asks about the like, hey, what happened in this village? Is there something I should know? And everyone's like, I don't know. And it like cuts in right on their mouth and like hides their eyes and their tone of voice changes too. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, dude, the first time they did that though, because I had never seen that because I don't watch horror ever. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like the, the part when she was like, I forgot what she said in episode one. She did it again in episode two, but at that time I was already ready for it. But like episode one, when like she now you're expecting it in episode two. Yeah, yeah. But when she did it the first time, I, that's when I stopped. That's the moment I paused, and then I just saved it for the rest of the day. And then turns out there's only like a minute left. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's, that's disappointing. But yeah. Yeah, he's like, she's like, I don't know. And then she's back to her normal, like, bubbly self. Yeah, it's it's very it's very strange, and he just like doesn't seem to be aware or something. He just kind of like he like rubs his eyes that like they do in those other old cartoons, and he's like, okay, I guess I missed all something, and then he's like, all right, all right, let's get this guy. It's like that was weird, but we'll we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, because you look very young and innocent. <laughs> yeah, period. yeah, and so do all the characters. Like this whole school dynamic is interesting. So like. For anyone who hasn't watched, and if you haven't, again, I don't know why you're listening to this, but yeah, basically they live in this small town in rural Japan. Um, all the kids go to the same school and are in the same class. Like regardless of your age, there's there might be like grades, whatever, K through 12, but everyone is in the same classroom just because there are so few kids that it doesn't make sense to split them up between different classes. So they all learn together. They all do PE together, but whatever. I'm sure they're on a different curriculum or all that. But yeah, so that's why um, Keiichi is in this. What's the club's name? Like the sports club or? Oh, I thought it was like the Demon Slayers or something. <laughs> the Demon Slayers. I don't. Know. They they has, he's in some club with four other girls of varying ages. Yeah, no dudes. He's like the only male. Yeah, apparently he's the only male of his age. Or that's what it looks like, at least. Right. Okay, so moving on. I guess, um, yeah, that about goes for my initial reactions. I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, not too much happened the first episode. I think 
just kind of setting the scene and they go to their little school and do their games in their club and yeah then we have the little junkyard scene at the end where apparently Reyna likes to go dumpster diving and I don't know very peculiar we'll say yeah yeah it's a great word. great word it's a huge junkyard too like I, I don't even see the end of it and apparently they're trying <laughs> to build a dam there and then they didn't and then a lot of people died or something so but we'll find out yeah i guess yeah so the conflict that we've been talking about is like the the government or something yeah they wanted to bulldoze the land and build a dam but the villagers of hinamizawa is that what it was they they stood up for themselves and fought against the government and eventually won the battle for their land okay yeah interesting i think that about does it for the initial reactions i guess we'll just do a run through through episode two but like you already covered the majority of that i guess just to add on to that uh so yeah, they they have that one scene in like that alternate reality or something. The house is blown up. There's like a purple shrine girl whose name is Han Yu, and she's like, "Welcome to my fragmented world" or something. And then who who is it? Rena. Rena is like, "Oh, this shard goes back to June 1983. I have to repeat that again, even after 100 years." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Well, now I know the rules." And now I know who kills Rika. I don't know who that is, but yeah. No, she is Rika. That the blue purple hair girl, that's Rika. Oh. Okay. Reyna's the like orange one that's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Great. And then they quickly go to that scene where Reyna's holding the saw over the dude's head. And then the moment he turns back, he's like, ah! And then she's like, oh, chill. <laughs> I got to help you, dude. Relax. He's, that's the ultimate gaslight. I recently learned what the word gaslight meant. I'm like, well, yeah, I do that all the time. Gotta stop. You gaslight people all the time. <laughs> I think I I think I want to. And then I'm like, eh, okay. But but now I know now I know the term for it. And I'm like, ooh, that's horrible. Now you know not to gaslight people. Good. <laughs> that's character development. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's why we watch anime. Moving on. So they flash forward to the scene where oh. Oh, okay. So they go to PE and they play some tag, and then that, that whole deal happens. I was I was very disturbed when I saw, you know, the six year olds in the underwear and they kept Zooming in on their underwear, I was like, okay, let's keep going. It's their PE uniform. <laughs> true, true. I guess it's all about... Apparently that's the Japanese PE uniform. Who knew? Um, according to, I believe, I forget what anime I was watching. Oh, it was Mahoko Coco. Mahoka Coco Ritose. It's one of the ones that it's like coming out in fall 2022 with like season three. It's like the irregular magic high school. But according to that show, those underwears are called bloomers, and it is perfectly normal. Oh, wow. Fun fact. Did you watch the first season of that? I'm currently watching the first season now, just because I read the, the manga like a while ago, and I was just, I, I needed a break from Avatar in Spanish, because 
That was giving me a headache. The Last Airbender or Korra? No, Korra, Korra. Oh, it's okay. Spanish, though. But so I mean, I was having a huge headache trying to watch it at like 0.8 speed and just like rewinding every now and then because I couldn't understand. So I was like, okay, I need a break. Let me just just watch something brainless like Mahoka, Coco, whatever. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's not really that good. I have watched some of Korra. I haven't finished it, but I think I'm through like the first two seasons. Oh, okay, nice. So you're further than I am. I thought the first yeah. season was great. I thought like the enemy, they couldn't have done a better job with with how they like developed that guy. The like steal your powers dude. Yeah. I think his backstory was perfectly believable and like honestly you couldn't really tell who was the bad guy at the like at times. Did you finish that season? I only finished the first season. The second yeah. season is kinda eh, so I gotta stop. <laughs> interesting interesting because i kind of thought the opposite like i think the second season was better than the first season interesting okay maybe it was because the second season is harder in terms of like spanish translation so i did i, I don't really understand much but the first season was easy to follow so. guy steals power cora tries to fight guy and cora wins and cora steals cora steals guy from girl <laughs> they have zero chemistry. I don't know how they ever got together. Like him and the the, the entrepreneur guy's daughter, they were perfect. And then she That's just comes in. It's my least favorite part of Korra that like the forced romance plot that yeah. just doesn't need to happen. It's awful. It's awful. It didn't happen in Avatar or like the little times that they did do it. It was perfect. Though. Like the amount was great. But then in Korra, yeah, I agree. Uh. I, yeah, my other complaint now that we're on on this Cora rant is that at the end of season one, spoiler alert, skip like a minute ahead if you don't want a spoiler, but she only had to live without her powers for like five minutes, and then she, before she went into like Avatar mode and got it back, like at, at least let us wait like one full episode and let her develop some character in that meantime before she then gets her power back, but no, it was like, ah, I don't have power. I learned airbending. Okay, now I have all four elements again. <laughs> okay, I agree. I agree. I, I was, I mean, honestly, for a large part of the time, I was on Hamon's side. I was like, damn, these uh, benders are being ridiculous. They're abusing their power. Every one of them is evil. And Korra sucks. I hate, I hated her character for all of season one. She's just so whiny, <laughs> and then she blew up the whole airbending air heirloom, and I was like, hasn't that's the last like 5,000 years or something? You just, like, blew it up? Yeah, so, uh, anyways. I'm, I'm like, yeah, the, the non-benders are making some points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that. But, I mean, that's what makes a good uh, character development. I also do have one more comment. The end scene with them like the dude on the boat and like the guy rescuing his brother and he was like hey maybe we can have it like old times and then the guy's like yeah just like old times and then old times happens to be when he gets constantly abused and then he's like yeah no f that and then blows him up <laughs> that, that was i i was uh, that scene was the best scene that that scene made the season yeah 
Anyways, back to the show we're actually podcasting about, Higurashi. Right. Yeah, did, right. Not right. much okay. happened in in episode two, I feel like. I feel like I, a lot of it was set up for what's to come, hopefully. I agree. All right, let me just finish running through what the, the few things that did happen. So after the PE class, um, they end up going back to the graveyard again, and this time Reyna is just open carrying the saw and Subaru. I mean, um, what, what's his name? Keichi? Keichi? That's uh, too used to Subaru. <laughs> Keichi is yeah, like... You called, you called it a graveyard just now. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, junkyard. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, at the junkyard, on the way to the junkyard, the sky is a blood orange. They're walking through a forest that is thick with wood. And Keichi's like, should you really be carrying that around like that? And she's like, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Keichi. Relax. I mean, I wish she said it like that. But <laughs> anyways, anyways. So they end up finally breaking through two thin pieces of wood with a metal steel saw. It, it only took Keichi around like 50 swings to break those two ply wood boards. My dude Keiichi needs to hit the weight room. He's looking pretty pretty scrawny out there. He does. But he did cool. have that flashback to when he was bashing their heads in, so maybe that scene was from a different timeline or yeah, from maybe. a past life or something. Exactly. Maybe that was also him being like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, no, I have nothing else to add. Continuing on. So eventually they find the the Kenta, Kanta, Kunta, whatever guy. Colonel Kenta, Sanders. Yeah, I mean, but the dude looks derelict. I mean, it looks like he's been buried there for a few years now. He's got a, like a bunch of a brown sheen to him. I mean, he's not looking good. And then Reyna just like, it says, hey, it's cute. Let me take him home. And then they wrap him up. And then they completely wrap him up to the point where it looks like a corpse. <laughs> they're just gonna drag the corpse back over to her house in the middle of the night. Oh man! Yeah, I thought something was yeah, nothing happened. And then they move on to the festival scene. The what's it called festival? The Wata something something Wata yeah. Nagoshi. Yeah, something where like they that. yeah where they paid homage to the futons by. Drifting them down the river or something. I was like, that's the dumbest festival I've ever heard in my entire life. Paying homage to futons, your your mattress, basically. Why? <laughs> First of all, I mean, if you flow your futon down the river, you don't have one anymore. Second of all, I've had a futon, and that thing would definitely sink. So, I... <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, that every time it, like changes days so like when it went from the graveyard or the junkyard scene back to back to the schooler i forget if it cut straight to the festival but yeah every time it changes days it like focuses pretty hard on the calendar so i think they're they're trying to tell us something there or at the very least we should pay attention to what date it is yeah, it definitely makes more sense now that in the first scene they were like, oh, you mean back to June 1983 again? And then we see the calendar and it's June. 
the past hundred years wasn't enough. <laughs> so I, a comment on that. So I, I definitely feel like we should keep track of the, the calendar because when I was watching Steins Gate, they would have like that timer or like the timeline or what's it called? Like the, the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never looked at the date because it was just <laughs> so hard to remember. So I feel like, yeah, if we can keep track of the date here, that'd be great. Yeah. So, so far it's only been going forward. Like there's yeah. only been one timeline for us. I think right. the, in the first episode, it started like June 10th ish and now we're about june 17th so it's been about one week in the world with no um skips or anything like that or re-loops okay noted yeah so we'll just keep continuing to track that all right moving on so they go to the festival and then and then comes my favorite scene of the show so far um, so they take turns eating the cotton candy or whatever, and then they take turns eating the shaved ice, and then our main character dumps hot water on his shaved ice and then drinks Genius. Uh, no, no, that's disgusting. No, they're in a, they're in a competition to eat the food. It's genius. Oh, that what they were doing? I thought they were just going to so. enjoy it. Okay, well, okay. I mean, if in that case, yeah, definitely. Next time you guys get shaved ice in real life, try that. Yeah, or or don't try it. I don't think you have to. I will. Another thing I wanted to point out about the festival part is Mion. So the the green haired girl. She's like carrying a gun on her. You know how she's wearing like straps? It, it almost looks like she's wearing a backpack. Like there's lines going down her shoulder and like it's like a gun holster. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but it, I think there was a scene in the first episode where you can see it a little bit more clearly. Um, I'm showing Max my FaceTime right now, but... Oh. Just imagine that you're also seeing it I and that you can see also see the gun holster right now. Okay, that's us. Yeah, I I don't know if it means anything, but it is a little bit sus. Like, yeah, you said. like an eight-year-old with two guns. <laughs> maybe it's just one. We don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll, we'll pay attention to that. That definitely could be a plot point right there. Also, photo guy is taking pictures of kids in the middle of the night. That's pretty sus. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Photo guy is, I mean, 100%. He's uh, there. Yeah. I mean, so far, too, as the only adult character in this otherwise childlike anime. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's uh, 100% suspicious. Yeah. Pretty, pretty weird. And then Rika, the. Mm shrine girl says hey and then she pats him on the head and then nobody comments about it and then he just leaves weird yeah yeah (laughs) and then she starts dancing with the ceremonial farm hoe oh that's so so silly she's like dancing with the farm hoe and then at the very end she's like raking the futon with the hoe i guess symbolizing i don't know maybe she's farming cotton or something i don't know yeah i mean regardless dude it's a popular festival uh, you can see like there is a ton of people there despite their okay. town being only so big 
I was so, getting some uh, your name vibes there. Remember the that that shrine girl scene in that movie? That one was so well animated. Getting I I agree. You can't yeah. Can almost compare these. Yeah, yeah, it's a must watch. Oh, it is the best anime movie I've seen. It's not even close. Not even close. Not, even close. not weathering with you, lacking. No, I agree. What What was the other one that came out around the time of your name? A Silent Voice. I thought that one was really good. Okay, I, I think I'd, I would rate that better than Weathering with You, but not on the same level as Kimi no Nawa, but that's just me. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, your name had the animation. Yeah, and the story, too. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to have, like, godlike animation, but they also had a beautiful story to match with it. Oh, God, I could watch that again and again. Let us know if you want to ma- if you want us to make a podcast about it. We'll we'll do it. It'll just be sobbing. Dead ass. We'll do ah, it. Sanctity of life. Uh time. What a uh, classic movie. Honestly, honestly. Alright, okay, so one last thing. So as they, they juxtapose the farm hoe dancing with the Tomatoki, whatever photographer guy's name is, meeting with this guy who ends up calling him Jiro. I mean, a girl. He meets with a girl. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't that a woman? <laughs> she, she calls her him Jiro. And great news, everybody. It's a person that looks like she's legal age. So Woo! Yeah. maybe that's his girlfriend. Exactly. The anime is looking up. No need to simp over five-year-olds anymore. All right. Okay. Yeah, we All don't right. have to call the FBI on this one anymore. Okay, so that that wraps it up, and then we hit hit with the um, end sequence. And so I guess just to confirm, so there is an opening intro song, and there is an end song. I do not know the song, but you are you can be responsible for the singing this season. Next time, I have to memorize it a little bit more. But That's yeah, fine. unlike We Zero, we got both the opening and the ending. <laughs> I already forgot. All right. Anyway, so that about does it. Uh, so what was your favorite scene? Because I, I think I told you mine, but... Uh, yeah, I think mine was probably when Rika was doing the, the shrine dance. Purely for the Your Name vibes they got from it. Solid. Yeah, but yeah, like we said, I think this was pretty much a setup episode. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, sorry, I was busy writing my top three plus one. Oh gosh, I forgot, but I'll I'll go first so I'm not influenced by your your what you wrote down. Okay, sweet. Okay, okay, moving on to the next section. Ooh, okay, how are we doing on time? How has it already been thirty five minutes with this? Okay. I don't know. It's because we keep <laughs> ranting about non non episode things. Usually we're pretty on topic. I don't know what's, what's up with this. All right. Anyway, what is what is the next section? Questions oh. of the oh, week. Of the week. Okay, hit them. Open up the mailbox. What you got? Okay. All right. I've heard you guys have been pretty busy at work. How's that going for you? Well, I would love to talk about the thing that I do for the majority of the day in my free time. So yeah, let's do it. 
Love it. All right. So yeah, recently I've been on my elective rotation. It's with physical medicine and rehabilitation. Essentially, I'm in the hospital in the rehab unit. So after people get strokes, you know, you can save them acutely from dying. But then afterward, they essentially lose part of their function. And it's like our unit's job to help them regain that function. So for example, um, like if a guy gets a stroke in like a certain region, he may lose his hand. So he's able to move his shoulder, but he can't move everything in his hand. And like, we're gradually retraining those nerves to like, so he can grasp things again. So working with like PTs and OTs. Exactly. So we work super, super closely with PTs and OTs and speech therapists. So like Leanna, Mm -hmm. like if I ended up going into this field, I would be seeing like people like Leanna a lot because they actually do all of the PT. Like we kind of just manage their medical side, but like we don't actually, we're not there to tell them, Hey, do this exercise and do this exercise. It's just completely up to the PTs. So it's, it was an interesting dynamic and I didn't think that that existed, but thinking about it it makes sense so ultimately yeah i mean it's been a good time I like the patient nice that's cool well that's um very clear i can i can clearly hear that siren i can even appreciate the doppler effect as it moves from one side of the mic to the other you know i was trying to mute it but yeah i guess it's just so high quality that it picked it up anyways <laughs> I'm impressed. I mean, if anything, it doesn't even increase our voice quality. It just picks up extraneous noises. Yeah, what the heck? This setting was supposed to be good for podcasting. What's going on here? Anyways, yeah, how's your work been going? Uh, Pretty busy. Yeah, so I work kind of in the healthcare field too, but more on the techie side of things. So I had a group sort of we call it go live with the software this past weekend. So that basically means the hospital turned on the software and started using it. So I worked all last weekend, probably 10 hours each day, Saturday, Sunday. So I have been working for 11 days straight at this point with no weekend, but I get tomorrow off of work. So three day weekend is pretty nice. So not that it fully evens out but you know yeah busy but you know rewarding at the same time so it's been good i would have i guess i guess it makes sense that the onboarding process for a new hospital would be tougher than just pressing a switch and being like all right you're live so i guess that makes sense right because like everything before flipping that switch there's like sometimes years going into that work, right? Like you have to sort of tailor the system to like match the hospital's workflows and all that. Sure. And like, yeah, get people trained and stuff too. And you have to test it all just to make sure that it'll actually work when you do go live. And even then it's like, once you are live, um, things are going to go wrong and you'll have issues to fix and all that fun stuff. So. Wait, so when they do go live, they do they start with a brand new like system? Like there's no patients in there? No, so the the patients are pretty much like manually converted from the old system into the new system. I think sometimes there's like a semi-automated process, but I do think a lot of the work is kind of done manually and by hand. And like same same goes for their future appointments, like 
let's say you have an appointment in like a month, but your hospital is switching software in a week, like you're still have, you still keep your appointment, right? Like even if your, your system's changing. All right. So I have submitted a question on my end too. Did you watch the VP debate? And if so, what are your thoughts? And if not, why not? So I only watched about half of it, I'd say. Um, the reason was the Dodgers game was on at the same time. And I was like flipping between the two, like during whenever, whenever the Dodgers game was in commercial, I would try and flip it to the VP debate. But so maybe it's a little bit less than half, but either way, that that's the reason why from LA. So, you know, had to support the Dodgers and are they, they are up to, they're up to zero right now. So they need one more win to advance to the next round. But um, what was the other part of the question? What did I think? I think. What do you think? Um, yeah, it was definitely more civil than last week's presidential debate. Uh, that's for sure. I saw the stat from CNN afterwards. It was like, here's the amount of speaking time each VP had, and it was like pretty much the same. It was like twenty seconds off, but like I don't, I don't know. I I, don't, I didn't see the stat from last week, but I I would have to think it was didn't look like that, but. Yeah, definitely yeah. more civil. I don't know. It was, it was like a real debate should be pretty much. Yeah, I feel. You? Yeah, so I mean, I watched it around like we're probably half of it too. Like I kept it on the whole time, but I was like half, uh, like trying to read notes or whatever. I don't remember. I don't. I don't really remember what I was doing, but but yeah, I was like tuned in. I just like I have a few thoughts about it. I. I, first of all, I thought the moderator was, you know, her doing her best to not be biased, but I definitely felt like she was biased towards Kamala Harris a little. Like, I think at one point she ends up calling her Kamala Harris and instead of Senator Harris. And she's like, Kamala Harris is like, oh, yeah, you can call me Kamala. It's fine. And then you call me time, Cammy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had dinner together like a hundred times. But but because whenever Vice, whenever Mike Pence would go on, the lady would be like, thank you, Vice President. And then after like three seconds, she'd be like, thank you, Vice President. But then whenever Kamala Harris would go over, she'd be like, thank you, Senator Harris. And then she'd like just say that once. And then she'd just let her talk. Like, I don't know if it was, honestly, I guess I don't know if it was because, you know, Mike Pence just would always do it and she wouldn't. But yeah, one other comment is I thought that with, you know, I mean, obviously I don't follow politics that much, but like I know that Kamala Harris is a prosecutor. And I would have thought that she would have been, you know, quicker on her toes for at least the beginning part of the the debate. I just felt like there were so many opportunities to, uh, you know, bring stuff up or like counter the point that they made. And then she didn't. And then in, in like the majority of the time, she was like on the defensive as opposed to like asking like why these um, certain policies are happening or like why, um, you know, they did what they did in the white house lawn slash inside the white house or the, how they handled this or whatever. And like when Pence brought up like the only valid argument they had about the Trump presidency, doing a good job counteracting Corona by saying that China, uh, they closed up the airports to China or whatever. Like she could have easily just said like 10 other things about what they didn't do or, could have said that they only closed it 
up to foreign nationals or whatever, and they still let citizens come back from China, which is like 40,000 whatever people. But she just, she, I, I just felt like she had a lot of opportunities that she could have said something and she didn't. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed, but I honestly thought Mike Pence, he's like a sly dog. Like he just selectively answered questions and dodged all the major things. And Kamala did not. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's like a good speaker. Like we, I think we can admit that at least, like, even if he's like not telling the truth or not answering the question, like if nothing else, he's like you said, a sly dog and knows how to steer the conversation or answer the question in a way that like talks about what he wants to talk about. Basically. Like he's not talking about what you, the moderator wants him to talk about. It's like, Oh, you asked me this, here's how it connects to this other thing. And then let me talk about this other thing for the rest of my time. Yeah. And so in, in him doing that, I don't think anybody's position really changed in terms of like, Oh, I'm suddenly not going to vote for Republicans anymore because of what Mike Pence did. He like, he honestly, I think he did a great job considering yeah. the amount of actual shit that they're in. He did a great <laughs> job like covering that up and even going on the offensive. So yeah, that's, those are, those are my, those are my thoughts, but yeah. Nice. Cool. I mean, good stuff. Like, I honestly, I'll admit, like, I don't, I didn't really care for politics too much at all. But it was because the status quo suited me, and <laughs> that was bashed into my head repeatedly for the past year, I guess, with all the social activism. Like, now you know, it makes sense. It makes sense to that I don't need to do practice questions at night, and instead I can tune into whatever this and actually care. So. Yeah, it's your responsibility. Exactly. It's our hard-earned right to... People died for this. <laughs> anyway, moving on to Hiroshi. <laughs> moving on to a, a cheerful countryside anime. Yeah, rural Japan. One That sounds pretty nice. Just live in a little, little town right by the river and um, yeah. go to a little school and... Sounds um, like a certain uh, USC alumni of your uh, is already doing that. Who? <laughs> Advent adventured. <laughs> uh, yeah, She's sure. like, I have I have forsaken the vice presidential debates because I have no signal and I'm on the farm. Yeah, she's she's like we're we're living on this farm for free, but we have to work the farm for as our as our rent, and and I'm like. That kind of sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, from the looks of things, it doesn't seem like she's working at all. <laughs> God, I, I hope she's not one of our seven audience members. <laughs> Next thing you know, we only have six, and we have a one-star <laughs> rating on Apple Podcasts and an unfollow. Dang, that, that'll hurt. All right, shout but out, anyways. turd. Yeah, we, we should go do that one day. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. Live on a farm. <laughs> that's a fantastic idea. Get Lyme disease. Get every kind of parasite possible with no plumbing. Anyways, but you'll know how to fix it. It's fine. We do. You do. You're you're the one going to school, not for, me. For plumbing. <laughs> oh. For Lyme disease. <laughs> Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah. We'll just bring a bunch of antibiotics. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Alrighty, we're we're at a lengthy episode already, but hey, it's the first of the season. 
it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Final final segment of the day. Top three, bottom one. I'll kick it off. Kick us off because I didn't write anything down. All so, right. Give me four give me five seconds. I'm high. going to give me give me five seconds. I'm going to come up with a third uh, real quick. I'm trying to even remember the characters. Uh, okay, okay. You got okay, it. You got, got it. it. Got it. Got it. All right. Um, all right. I'll I'll start with the worst. We got photographer dude. I feel like he's he's pretty sus, hanging out with kids all day. I mean, maybe he has a middle-aged girlfriend that we saw at the very end there, but still spends too much time with kids. Worst of the week. Number three, we got. Hmm, I, I think we got Keichi, our our main pro tag, only only male in the school apparently, or in his age group at least. Um. Yeah, I don't think he did anything super noteworthy, but he, he seems like, I don't know, like he's adapting to the situation pretty well, or I don't know, not much to adapt to yet, but we'll see. Number two, we got Mion, who's our green-haired girl. She, yeah, I mean, I don't know if she did anything either that was particularly noteworthy. She <laughs> pretended to be a zombie. That was kind of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, yes, that was the highlight. <laughs> yeah, and has a good character design. And number one, we have, uh, gosh, what's her name? I can't remember anyone's name right now. The Oh, Rika, the short, blue, purple hair girl. Also the Shrine Maiden. I feel like uh, she was the most most active this, this episode, at least. Like she, yeah, the scene at the beginning that we talked about, she's a Shrine made into um so yeah she's clearly an important character that we need to keep an eye on so that's why she's number one this week so that was her in the beginning like the her bigger her bigger no no no, like that that was her in the beginning right but bigger but bigger what do you mean but bigger (laughs) (laughs) no no, i don't mean her bows (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, okay, that was her in the beginning, right? But yes. older, older, older. Okay, older. She yeah, was maybe. older, right? Right in the right. beginning, like she was definitely older than she was as the maiden. Oh, just kidding. They look pretty. Was smart. she? No, no, no. I'm wrong. I think I willed. I willed the characters' ages to be older. <laughs> I was hopelessly wrong. Okay, I was gonna say I thought it was more or less the same age. Maybe it was a different timeline, but I don't know. I, yeah, I just looked back. It's it's the same. It's <laughs> the same age. All right, great. I mean, that's a solid list. I'll just quickly tell you mine. So my first one, my worst character of the week was Keiji. Um, I think the dude demonstrated an overwhelming weakness when it came to swinging the axe, and the man is also just immune to. Uh, any red flags. Uh, yeah, so all in all, big airhead. Fair, fair. Three, I put Rika because of the Shrine Maiden. I forgot that she was the person in the front, so maybe that bumps her up, but I'll keep her at three. Number two, I put the photographer guy. Definitely, you know, noted all the complaints that you had, 
but I do think that he makes the story interesting, more interesting. So I give him credit for thickening the plot. All and right. for number one, I put Rena, who I oh oh Rena's the orange hair girl. Uh, I think I put her because she's like she is um she's got dissociative personality disorder. Because she my- is psychotic and is gonna stab us at some point. Exactly, and I was gonna say she's bipolar, but then I remembered the official definition of bipolar, and she is not bipolar. She is dissociative personality disorder. Oh, what what's the difference? Huge difference. So bipolar means that somebody has alternating episodes of a manic phase where they're just like super hyper, always like talking, never sleeping. And then they have episodes of depression where they're super depressed, you know, all the uh, symptoms of depression, but then they just switch between those two. And honestly, and the, like there, it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah, that's bipolar. And the dissociative personality is kind of more what Rena is experiencing with the whole, like suddenly becoming a different person type thing. So turns into a murderer and then yeah. it's normal. Yeah. That's, it's, it's horrifying, but yeah, that's a good explanation. Thanks. I, I I was shocked too when I learned it because I've been saying bipolar all the time, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's completely wrong. Yeah, I think most people pretty much use it interchangeably. Yeah, but I mean, as long as we get the point, all is all is well. Okay. Now we and our ten listeners know the difference. Yeah, ten. Wow, about to cry. Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna have to. Like- Drop a drop an ad in the middle of this soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll support everybody but Anchor. <laughs> yeah, Squarespace, if you're listening, hit us up. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that about does it for this episode with the new mic. Let me know how it sounds when you finish mixing the episode and cutting out all the random stuff. All right, hit us with the um, outro song.